Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Jeff's guests appear on the Frame Corner phone lines. Frame Corner, with expert custom and do-it-yourself framing since 1975. On Park Avenue, hey, East Memphis. Now, back to the Jeff Gawkins Show. Live from the Genesis Memphis Covington Pike Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Today's special guest host, Jeffrey Wright. Each and every day here on the Jeff Calkins Show, we welcome Chris Harrington to the program. Let's fire it up. Now, it's Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian on the Grizzlies, Memphis, and more. Presented by the Majestic Grill, we discover downtown dining. Chris Harrington on 92.9's Jeff Calkins Show. Chris, what are we listening to? That's a Black Crow's version of Otis Redd's hard handle. Their first big hit, I think. They're headlining the Mitho Music Festival tonight. That song was a big hit uh, when I was in high school, my senior year of high school, I think, at a high school in Memphis, and no one knew that no one, none of my friends, no one yeah, around me knew, knew it was that a cover. it was actually an Otis Redding song, which uh, plagued me then. I've gotten over it since. I feel like we educate the youth better now, I hope. I also, don't you feel like it's, I wonder if it's also because, like, so much of music now is includes samples of older so like I, I a I guess also there's more information available you know what I mean like you can Google a song and then you know Wikipedia page will come up but I do think you're right I think we are more aware of songs histories than we used to be I, I think time is flattened on music it's kind of interesting I, because of Spotify and YouTube and all all of that it's sort of everything's available to everyone like it, sort of at the same time and so you know I, I think you're I, I feel like people are less likely to be committed to new music for better or worse than they, in the past because it's just all sort of equally available. I think that's I think it's more than fair. It's it's much more accessible. Uh, wanted to get to a couple other things that we didn't get to yesterday from your intriguing storylines pieces. I've kind of I've been discussing this with Mark, so I'm I'm more curious to know what you think. Is the Stephen Adams health? Is it weird or is it just it's the classic the Grizzlies don't really talk about injuries so there's a lack of information so therefore it it seems weird like how do you kind of look at that injury Oh it's I think it's the latter I I, I don't I mean it, it, well it was the former and then it was the latter so it was the former during the season and like it just wasn't healing um right. you know on the timetable that 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 they hoped and, and there was sort of mystery about it at this point, given the lack, whatever lack of certainty we have right now is strictly a, a consequence of, of communication, public communication, and hopefully that gets cleared up on Monday. But I do think it's a big thing that's sort of hanging out there a little bit. 
like I like I'm doing prep work right now for for a, I do I do a Grizzlies preview podcast with Nate Duncan for the real hardcore NBA nerds every year. I'm ready to record that, and it's like I don't. I don't want to make predictions about the Grizzlies till I know for certain what Stephen Adams' situation yep. is. You know, I I just think he is so important. One of the things I was taking notes about this morning for that pod is like one of the questions was what's something you feel strongly about that like you know people around the country may not you know people don't watch the team every day might might not think and, and to me the main thing is how important Stephen Adams is and how crucial he is to what they do and particularly on offense which people don't think of because he doesn't shoot a lot. But their offense is so much better when they have Steven Adams out there. So I think getting Steven Adams back and for him to be the player he was before that knee injury is crucial to the Grizzlies. And I, I know it's not that I have doubts about it, but there is a, a level of uncertainty about it until we hear, hear and see more. Would it surprise you if we show up on Monday and we find out that Steven Adams isn't good to go? Well, to me the question is good to go for first day of training camp or expected to be good to go for opening night. Yeah, that's a good Those point. Those are two different things. Um, and everything I have heard, and it, again, this is still like murky and this is not definitive, so don't put too much into it. Everything I've heard is that all the players are sort of outstanding injury questions. There's a level of confidence they're going to be ready to go for opening night. I, I'm less certain about, like, are we going to find out that, like, oh, we're, we'll ease into it in training camp, or are they, like, good to go, like, the next day when they roll the ball out? That's what I don't quite know. What – can we have an expectation for Brandon Clark? Like, is it reasonable to – I know we would originally heard maybe the time tell was, like, post-All-Star break. Is am I remembering that correctly? I, I I have yeah I've been surprised to the degree that they talked about it publicly and they haven't this summer but they did during the season like and then you know in the post media session after the playoffs to the to the degree they talked about it I have been surprised at how publicly optimistic they've been on it um, but I think if you look at that kind of injury and the history of that kind of in, the recent history yeah. these things change all the time of that kind of injury. To me, the expectation is he will be he will be he will be available to play at some point late in the season, but you shouldn't expect him to get back to what he was. Assuming he does at all, but you shouldn't expect that to happen until the following season. So, if you look at a, a guy, a, a similar player and a similar injury was Dwight Powell to the Dallas Mavericks, yeah. another you know six six ten like athletic center rim runner kind of player, similar to Brandon Clark. He had the same injury. And you look at what happened with this is only a, two or three years ago. You look at what happened with him. He made it back by what would be late in this season. You know, if you play, apply the same timetable to Brandon Clark, he would be back later this season, but he wouldn't get back to his formal production until the next season. So to me, that's my expectation. Now, he might be available later this year, but I'm not counting on seeing the real Brandon Clark this season. Yeah, it felt like it used to be Achilles injuries, like, Maybe if maybe if in practice they were they were career Darryl enders. Arthur, yeah, Sorry. Darryl Arthur, another similar kind of player, better shooter. Yeah, um, which worked to his benefit, but another similar kind of undersized big. He had that injury as a grizzly, and like he he was never the same again. Yeah, like it used to be that like yeah maybe you you could still like you could still play in the league, but you just never return to form. And now it feels like that that's not the case. But to your point, it, it does feel like that there's. It's not just going to be like, oh, once he's back, it's good to go. It, it feels like there's still an adjustment period. And, and, and 
you know, if everyone else is healthy, and you can never assume that, but if everyone else <laughs> is, this team. That, yeah, but but that that is where they have the best depth, right? I, and you know, yeah, if you're starting Jaron Jackson, and Steven Adams, that's a great starting front court combo. If you're coming off the bench with Santi Aldama and, and Xavier Tillman, that's actually a really good backup big combo. And then you got you got Junior Lofton just trying to trying to make his way onto the floor, and so. To me, if everyone else is healthy, the Brandon Clark injury doesn't impact as much. It was obviously it was the worst case scenario in the playoffs because you were missing Adams and Clark at the same time against Anthony Davis. But that's not, you know, that's not gonna be their situation across eighty two games. Yeah, it was almost as if they probably could have survived losing one, but in hindsight, it's like once they lost both, that that was kind of the nail in the coffin. Well, and then Anthony Davis just yes. decided, you know, he's he going to play. Be, he's going to be the best player. Be, yeah, yeah, he was going to be peak Anthony Davis for the playoffs this year. You know, that was kind of a, a tough break for the Grizzlies. You also wrote about the fifth starter. If you had to rank the likelihood of options, how would you rank it in most likely to least likely that we'd see get, grabbing that fifth starter spot? So, if you gave me a choice, if I'm just doing individual players, yeah. I'm putting Kennard first on the list. If you gave me Kennard versus the field, I'm taking the field. Yeah. And if you, if you, I mean, even take Conchner out. If you gave me Kennard versus the three young guys collectively, like one of the three, I'm going to take the three young guys. I sort of feel like, and I don't know this, this is a guess. I sort of feel like they would like for one of those three players to pop well enough to, to make them the starter to start the season. Um, but then you can have Kennard shooting off the bench. I think it's a it's a it's a low, relatively low stress way to sort of try to elevate one of those young players because you would be the fifth option, the fifth guy among the starters. And it's also probably a short term starting gig because when Ja comes back, Marcus Mart will probably shift to that position. So it's not unlike the Santi Aldama thing last year. And I think Santi Aldama, you know, being in the starting lineup for twenty or so games while Jaron was out really helped him and then helped him be a better bench player for you the rest of the season. So I think it would be best for the Grizzlies if they felt comfortable enough to put Zaire Williams or Jake LaRavia or David Roddy in that spot. I think that would be better for the Grizzlies if one of those guys, at least one of those guys, hopefully more, but if at least one of those guys was strong enough in preseason that you felt like they could get by in that spot for the first month or two, I think that would be best for the team. But, but, but those guys have to do it. They can't be the same players they were last season and, and be in that spot. Do you feel that way because it's a cleaner fit? Like it makes more sense? I think I think size on the on the perimeter is an issue, um, and I think yeah, I, I just I, I think a you need one of those players to be in your rotation at least for the season, and b I think you're just so small on the perimeter right now when you're talking about. You know, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, Derrick Rose, John Conchar, like like these are all like six five and under guys. I just think you gotta have some more size out there. And another thing is that depending on who it is, and Laravia has not shown this, the good version of Zaire Williams, even the good version of David Roddy, gives you a little bit more athleticism, a little more dynamic kind of quality. Cause the other sneaky thing about this team is they have a lot of players or to, to use sort of modern stats terms, they're low usage. Yeah. Like John Conchar is really low usage. Jake LaRavia is really low usage. Steven Adams and Xavier Tillman are pretty low low usage. And even though we think of like Kennard, you know, with his shoot hot shooting, he's actually really low usage. Like if you look at percentile stuff, like relative to position, 
Luke Kennard, Jake LaRavia, and John Conchar will all below the 10th percentile in usage for their positions. They just don't generate a lot of stuff. And I, 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 think, I think the good version of Zaire Williams and the good version of David Roddy, there's just more going on in their game. They can do more stuff off the dribble. They can do more stuff in transition. There's just a little bit more activity there. So I think it would be great for the Grizzlies if, like, you know, Zaire Williams became the player they wanted him to be. But, like, you know, what are the odds? Is the low usage just simply because those guys are not great at creating their own shots? They're a little bit more dependent on someone creating a shot for them? Yeah, yeah, I think that that's primarily it. And I think with LaRavia, we've seen this play out across both of the summer leagues. Like, he just couldn't generate shots in his first summer league at all. Um, and then he then it carried over. And they really forced the issue with him in this recent summer league. Yeah. And it led to a, a few bad shooting nights. But I think it was ultimately for the better because they really forced him to be aggressive to try to, to find shots and, and to quicken up, quicken up his mechanics. And, you know, is he going to be able to do that successfully? I don't know, but the effort is worth it, right? And so I, I think you can see the attempt to try to make him become a more aggressive player. And, and if that can carry over, I think that would be great. But I, but I think they need – you know, I, I think with Kennard and Conchar, I, I don't think at this point in their careers, it's just not there ceiling-wise. And, and Kennard, in terms of being able to improve that. Kennard's such a great shooter, he has a lot of value. And, and, and if Conchar can start hitting the boards like he used to, like he has a lot of value. But those guys are just not going to be guys you throw the ball to and they make stuff happen beyond taking open jump shots. Do you have any faith that, that one of those young guys can emerge? Uh, I have no faith. I have no faith. I have hope. I still have hope. Um, that, you're that, that not ruling thing. it out, but you're not. You're right. not saying right. you're not ready to say right. I That's believe right. in this. Yeah, I, I think the potential is there with all three. Even though Roddy was better and played more last season, I think there is more potential with Williams and Laravia. I think the raw tools of their game are better and certainly better equipped for what the Grizzlies need. Um, but I got no faith in it. But 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 I but I have not given I've not given up hope. You also wrote about the the final roster construction. In, in your mind, what are the big questions still looming? I don't think there are many questions. I, I, I think I, there are a lot of people out there, at least like in the hardcore like Grizzlies social media kind of world, who like really want Josh Christopher to be a thing. And I just don't think Josh Christopher. I'm, I'm so glad I missed that. I, I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, I, I think I think this is this is. This is like the line from Hoosiers, my team is on the floor. Yes. I, you know, I, I, I think their team is on the floor. They have their 15 guys. They have their three two-way guys. Um, they, they are going to have a new roster spot, temporary roster spot, in game six of the season that they'll have for, for game six through game 25. I think they are auditioning, you know, Journeyman Shaq Harrison for that role. Yeah. And at the end of training camp, if the Grizzlies and Shaq Harrison both, both, both want him in that role, then he'll be in that role. And if – Either party does not want him in that role, then he won't be in that role, and someone else will be. But I, but it can't be. It's not going to be. It's not going to be Christopher or Todd. And I know they're on the roster right now. They're not going to make the team. And, and I, I'm not even sure they're going to be on the training camp roster once it's actually official. The Athletic has graded the off season, so nothing like off season grades. I was a little surprised. They gave the Grizzlies a B minus. And, I, again, like, I don't even feel like I'm using, like, Bill Street blue colored glasses. Like, I, I 
I just don't know if I agree with that. Like, A, what else could they do than what they did? And it seemed to me like they were pretty aggressive. Would you say that's a fair grade? Well, presumably they're grading the Grizzlies front office and not the entirety of the Grizzlies because, like, if John Morant social media use. Uh, you right, know, that's a fair point. The yes. right? That, that, you know, that contributes to a bad offseason, I would say. In terms of the Grizzlies front office making decisions based upon their means, what they have to do, I don't know. I mean, I mean, some people, I guess, would argue that, you know, you didn't have to lose Bill Brooks for nothing. I, I, I think I think that's a complicated thing that I don't fault them on based on like how you got from point A to point B on that. Um, but they did, you know, he walked away for nothing. And then you trade Tyus Jones and two, and two first round picks um, to get Marcus smart. Um, I, I, I think, I think their off season was fine. The Derrick Rose thing, like from a basketball standpoint, I don't like it. Um, I don't think that was the best player they could sign to fill that roster spot. But I also understand there were other considerations that went into that, and I and I, and I can't declare those considerations wrong from from my vantage point. And so I, I you know, I, I have no real hard quarrel with the B minus. If you wanted to give it a B plus, I'd have no quarrel with that either. So I think it's somewhere in that in that B range, I would say. Yeah, I I I don't know. Like I just feel like given given what they could do and what they did, I mean, really, what I think the only I guess the nitpick would be. You could have done a sign-in trade for Dylan, but how realistic was that to begin with in your mind? Well, he, he signed outright in, 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 in free agency for $80 million or whatever, so no. no. And, and, and I mean, technically, they did do a sign-in trade. Like, they, got a, they, 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 they got a trade exception out of that. They, technically, that was a sign-in trade, um, but it was not a sign-in trade you know, to bring back equal contract value. It was He was going to sign for that amount of money period. And so you just, you just, you know, contribute, you, you, you got involved with it to get a little something out of it. Um, you got a trade exception you ended up using for these, you know, that deal with Phoenix for like pick swaps out in the future. Who knows what comes of that? Um, but I don't think they were going to do the kind of sign of trade you're talking about. They they weren't going to do that given the market that he found in Houston. The athletic also gave the Mavericks an A that, Truly took me by surprise. I gotta think about what the, I, 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 I I do like the Grant Williams signing for them. They also acquired like Derek that. Lively and uh, Omax Prosper. I, yes. I, I'm on record. I really like Omax Prosper. I don't have an opinion about Derek Lively, but I like Omax Prosper. I, I think that's a good offseason. I don't know if it's you know if it's a great offseason, but I you know that's pretty good. Yeah, that one that one took me by surprise. Uh, Kyrie's happy to be in Dallas. Did you see that? For now. Yeah. Yeah, for now. Yeah, that's 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 good. And the Clippers are apparently healthy. <laughs> Is that also for now? So, John Hollinger had a head of piece for the Athletic this morning, his column about all the, the fallout from the Dame stuff. He was talking about the potential Drew Holiday trade. Yeah. And it made a lot of sense. His first, you know, not a three-teamer, but just Drew Holiday straight to the Clippers for expiring contracts and draft picks. That makes a lot of sense. But for the rest of the West, please, let, let's not do this. Because even though the injury potential is such that you can't have faith in it, a Drew Holiday, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard like combination, like let, let, let's not, for, on, on the, for the sake of the Grizzlies and the rest of the West, let's not, let's not fool around with that. Okay, but in fairness, what would the odds of that group staying healthy be? Low. But, but, but if, but, if but, they got but, healthy but, at the right time, though, you're right. If they got healthy at the right time, I'd want no part of that in the playoffs. If like, they, zero. If they could time it up, that, that would be quite nice. All right, Chris, I will see you Monday down at uh, Media Day.
All right, thanks. Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.